The Living in Solitary podcast engages in mature subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. He spent the remainder of his days living in solitary, sitting alone in the dark, waiting for the end of the world. This is a solitary man. Today we're going to talk about dreams. Dream, dream, dreams. <laughs> so when I was younger, I used to piss the bed like many kids. Maybe you didn't piss the bed. Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm embarrassed. But I don't care. When I was younger, I used to, I used to piss the bed. <laughs> so... I bring that up because recently I got shot in a dream because I was trying to take a piss. And nowadays my dreams, they do funny things so I don't, so I don't pee the bed. So, for instance, if I have to pee, in a dream I'll go to a toilet and it'll be filthy or clogged up. It'll have like objects in it or so that I don't initiate the dream pee therefore initiating the real life pee. <laughs> so recently I straight up got shot. I went to I went to knock, I think I knocked on the door to the bathroom or something like that and the guy just came out, bam. <laughs> and it's funny, but hey, I appreciate it, you know, do what you gotta do. Um so I'm not pissing because I'm too old for that man. <laughs> so I say that to say dreams are so interesting. And uh, my dreams in general are, they're pretty abstract. I mean, you know, they have varying levels of, um, of clarity. Like Steve Harvey was in my dream last night, actually. And I was asking him for, a, we were in the school. I was asking for a Mother's Day card, if I can buy a, or some, some kind of card. Was it a Mother's Day card? And he said, no, he doesn't sell those anymore. It was just weird. So, and in my dreams, the person, like Steve Harvey, he looked like Steve Harvey, but not to a T. So, you know, somebody might not look like their real life counterpart entirely, but in the dream, you know who they represent, you know? So that's always, that's always crazy. So... The reason we're discussing dreams today is because I want to tell you a story about uh, my trip to Ohio. And it stems from a dream. So a few years ago, I was going through one of those, uh, every so often I'd have a period of time where I kind of clean up my act. And, you know, either I'd be, it would be something like my diet. And I, because, you know, I was always a, well, you don't know, but I was, I always consider myself a spiritual person. You know, I don't give a, much of a shit about that nowadays. But, you know, having a spiritual side was always something that I thought was important. Uh, so every so often I'll go through a phase where I'm like, you know, I need to reconnect with my spiritual self. And uh, I'd reach out to whatever media was being pumped into the semi-mainstream. I wouldn't say mainstream, but our, our underground is mainstream for the most part, you know? So I was looking into things like the secret language and all this sort of crap back in the day uh, before it even blew up to mainstream. But it, it's all the same funnel. It's all indoctrination bullshit. So anyway, back then I was into lucid dreaming, uh, you know, where you can control your dreams and 
and practice and exercise and get yourself to a, to a part where you can uh, you can kind of you know you you you'd be aware that you're in the dream and once you're there you can control it. Uh, so I was dreaming and in this dream I was at a burger place in St. Mark's. Is it called is it called Mark's Burger? I can't remember. Is it called Mark's Burgers? Uh, somebody who lives in in New York, you know about it. This is in Manhattan. Uh, it's a burger spot in Soho, and uh, it might be St. Mark's Burgers. I can't remember, but I was there in a dream, and there was a waitress there, and for however it worked out, me and her were gonna hook up. So when she told me to wait like around the corner or it was sort of in a back room or something like that. And then we were going to leave when she got off of work and, you know, go have fun or whatever the case is, you know, the dream sets up all that in your consciousness. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so I'm waiting there. And while I'm waiting, I was by myself and then I became lucid all of a sudden. I was like, Oh snap, I'm in a dream. And I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to like, <laughs> I'm not gonna wait to hook up with some some chick, you know, in a dream or whatever. I'm 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 like lucidly dreaming right now, and I've had uh, dreams with varying degrees of lucidity before, but this time I was really there. I'm like, yo, yeah, man, I'm lucid dreaming. Like, we're here, we're in it. So I left the burger spot, and I'm just walking down the block, and it's. It's clear there's like nobody there. It's it's not even really that block in the city. It's you know, it's a dream block. <laughs> and as I'm walking down the block, I get a tap and I look behind me and it's my mother and a baby. And the baby kind of resembled my niece when she was uh very young. And the lady, it was, it was like my mother, but also a stranger. It was weird. But she told me to go to Ohio. And when she said to go to Ohio, I said, wait, what? Ohio? I'm like, what the hell is in Ohio? <laughs> Who tells you to go to Ohio? I'm like, what is in Ohio? And then she just looked at me and said, you are. You know, and I can't remember if she told me or the or the baby told me because I, I think I was holding the baby. You know, dreams, like I said, my dreams are semi-abstract, so they can have very clear parts. And then, you know, things just shift. And, you know, if, you, if you're a dreamer, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of people like to act like they dream in 4K. And maybe they do. You know, I, can, I wouldn't be able to tell what your dream is like. But minds are, they're always, they always shift and they're always weird. And it's just weird. Um... So that's what, you know, me, what, what's in Ohio? You. And I'm just like, me. So that was weird. And after that happened, I jumped up and I started crying. This is in real life. I woke up and I started crying for some reason. I just, I think it was, I got a text message about, I can't remember. You know, it's just been so long, but something happened that prompted me to start crying. And let's just clear this up. I don't go around crying. Like, you know, that's not my, I'm not a crybaby or anything of this sort. I've shed tears in my life, of course, especially when I was younger. <laughs> I had plenty to cry about back then. But as an adult, as a full grown adult, I wasn't going around crying. And, you know, that just doesn't happen. Uh, you know, men, they, they force us to suppress themselves anyway. So, for some reason, so this this kind of added weight to the dream because I I've, I haven't had a dream like that ever, and I haven't had one uh, since then. So it kind of cemented in the back of my head. Yeah, you need to go to Ohio. You need to go to Ohio. So back then I did a Google search. I'm like, what the hell is in Ohio? And like, trust me, there's okay. There always there's always things places. So I'm not gonna say there's nothing in Ohio. Because that would just be a flat-out lie. But, you know, man, Ohio? <laughs> I mean, I can laugh about it now. It's really not funny. Because 
I ended up going to Ohio because of this dream. So, you know, I'm jumping too far ahead. I still couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is in Ohio? What? So a couple years passed, maybe, uh, maybe three years or, you know, life happened. And then the pandemic came. And when the pandemic started, the job I was at, we, we were sent home to work from home. And at that point, I, I knew I wasn't getting any further in my job. You know, this, the whole job thing, that's, that's a whole other episode in and of itself. So I won't get too deep into it here. But I realized I wasn't getting any further there and it was time to resign so i resigned and i was at home doing a lot of nothing and falling into kind of a slump you know i was smoking weed a lot and and you know weed is also another episode but weed weed has to me its positives and negatives um but i was just caught up in this kind of loop uh, where I wasn't doing anything and, you know, I was already starting to get way into my social withdrawal. Uh, so I said, hey, you know what? This is the time. A couple other things happened. I said, this is the time for me to go to Ohio. So that's when I decided I'm going to go to Ohio. So, <laughs> and this happened around Thanksgiving of 2020. So Thanksgiving of the pandemic year. A couple days after I left for Ohio and I stayed in a hotel, I went to Cleveland. So my basis for going to Ohio was to look for uh, places that had a high homeless um, population, like the parts of Ohio where there are a lot of homeless. And Cleveland was one of those places. So I wanted to put myself in Cleveland so that I can be in a position to help the homeless. <laughs> I can be in a position to help the homeless. You know, when you look back at, at my life, it's really, it's kind of like a, some sort of joke. You know, helping the homeless is not, um, some people would say that's a very, that's a good endeavor and all that. But, you know, just knowing the world as I do now, it's just, I can just be such a fool. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna go to Cleveland. I'm gonna help the homeless. I'm gonna look for some purpose out here. You know, it's it's just it's kind of funny, but it's life. Uh, so I went to I went to Cleveland, and my purpose out there was to find God. Now I don't want to say I went to Cleveland so that God can be like, "Here, my son, you are here." Now I shall, you know, now you are going to do like he did with Moses or some shit, like some burning bush trash. I don't, <laughs> I'm not that deep, but I saw purpose. So I saw some sort of purpose in the dream that I had and said, okay, well, there has to be a reason I had this dream. You know, I was in this dream. I got lucid all of a sudden and then... Next thing you know, I'm getting this message saying to go to Ohio and I would find myself there. So there has to be a reason. So me going to Ohio wasn't to find God explicitly. It was to allow the reason to manifest itself. You know, if you read these books about manifestation or even if you're religious, if you read the Bible, this would resonate with you as you would you would want to see what purpose uh, the creator would have for you. Um, and it's funny because when you really think about it, who has experienced God or the creator in such a profound, transformative way? You know? Who has experienced God and no longer has to work or be a slave in society. You know, if you think about it, 
the concept of a God only exists as it was taught to us by somebody else. You know, a book or a person, your parents, your experiences, or as far as them raising you or what you've been exposed to is how you learn about God. You don't conceptualize God until it is taught to you. And then you say, oh, yeah, God, whether you believe there's a God, whether you don't. Uh, I've never actually experienced God or anything of the sort, looking back at it. But hey, <laughs> I'm not an atheist. I'm just me. I'm just a guy or a solitary man. Um, but thinking on it, no, I haven't experienced anything called God or anything of the sort. And uh, I haven't heard any voice, you know. And if you ask anybody what the voice of God is that they hear, it's so just a notion to do something or we all have notions to do things. Uh, I'm not going to say God told me to do it because I have an inclination. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I got to Ohio and I stayed in a hotel all the way through Christmas. So this was shortly after Thanksgiving. So for the month, month of December, I stayed in a hotel and then I moved in to an apartment building. And I said, you know, because I said, I'm going to stay out here until I get this message or until I get this kind of revelation, until things kind of fall into place for me. So, you know, uh, December passed and ain't shit happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm staying out here until something happens. I mean, the dream told me to come out here, you know, and this was a, this is a, a striking dream. It had an impact. And many people have dreams telling them to do things and all that. But not, not every time. You, you don't usually get the opportunity to do something a dream tells you to do. So I have the rare opportunity where, okay, well, I can actually see this through. Um, the dream wasn't more detailed. They didn't tell me which part of Ohio to go to. And honestly, looking back at it, there's more than one Ohio in the world. <laughs> there are many Ohios. But the dream was relevant in that, you know, it, if you're just being clear, I'm just going to go to the state of Ohio. It didn't say go to Akron or go to Cleveland. It didn't say which part, but I just chose a part where I figured I can do the most good, where it can help the unfortunate. Because... It was drilled into my mind, you know, the good boy. He helped the less fortunate. Uh, when I used to say my grace, I would, I would always say, you know, please look out for those who are less fortunate than we are before we eat this marvelous food, this marvelous GMO food. <laughs> anyway, um, but while I was out in Ohio, I want to say something happened, but nothing, nothing noteworthy <laughs> happened at all. I went for a lot of walks. Uh, I went to the homeless. There's a, a shelter that was right next to where I was, and I would go there and literally hand out money uh, to to people. I would go there with maybe... What a two hundred dollar budget! I wasn't even, I wasn't even counting. I would just be handing out tens or twenties. Uh, when I would run out of the money I was handing out for the day, then I would leave. Um. And I saw, you know, you see people acting a certain way, and and you think that, hey, I am happy to be helping these people, but they are. They're acting kind of shitty, you know, <laughs> like they're they're not looking at me as somebody who's helping out the homeless. They're looking at me like, oh, who's this idiot who's just giving out money? You know, some people would turn around and try to loop back and get. And I'm like, I just gave you 20 bucks. Like, I, I know who you I know who you are. I'm not some sort of idiot. I'm I'm not out here. <laughs> I'm literally I'm literally looking for it. 
a deeper meaning. I'm not some sucker who's, <laughs> I'm from New York. And though there are many, 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 many idiots out here in New York, um, you know, you, you, you got to have some basic, some basic sucker proof knowledge coming up in New York. If you grew up out here, you know, I grew up in Crown Heights. Uh, people always trying to get over, man. You know, I've been robbed a couple of times. Maybe three times I've been robbed, you know, as a kid. Uh, and when you go through that, you know, you, you just learn how people, I pick up on the, the energy that they exhibit. You know, when they think you're a mark, when they think you're, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, you know, that's not, that's not me. <laughs> So it was very enlightening. It was a very eye-opening experience. So pretty much every day I went for a walk. And while I would go for these walks, I would always think to myself, you know, this creator would, would push something into action or allow something to fall into place. You know, like I said, I, I'm not the kind of, per, I'm, I'm modest. I'm not looking for a miracle. Uh, but I had uh, this, you can say it's synchronicity. I had this belief in synchronicity where, you know, you're in a certain place, a certain, certain situation, and then things happen. You might bump into somebody and, uh, you know, and in retrospect, of course, these are just concepts that, that media pushes onto you. They're, it's really bullshit. <laughs> These are really just, you know, new age philosophies. They're, they're, they're irrelevant. Synchronicity. You can find synchronicity in anything if you're really looking uh, deeply enough. You can find it in anything, which makes it pretty irrelevant. It's not a special thing. But, um, you know, I thought that would happen, you know. So, so as a result, every conversation I had with somebody out there or every person I ran into... I looked very deeply into the interaction, <laughs> into every interaction. I said, well, there has to be some, you know, I'm looking for this clue that's like, you know, this clue out here. It's like, hey, <laughs> how is this purpose going to reveal itself to me? How is this creator, how is this dream going to manifest itself to where I understand now why I had the dream? And uh, why I should be out here. And uh, no, that didn't happen. Nothing of the sort did. <laughs> uh, what did happen in Ohio, I was conversing with my mother. And I learned a lot about her. And when I say that, it's not like I didn't know anything about my mother. Uh, I consider I consider myself close with my mother up until uh, that time when I went to Ohio. Uh, she had a kind of mentality, and she's a Christian, mind you. She's one of these, you know, so-called. I wouldn't even say she's a diehard Christian. You know, um, I don't believe that there are any diehard Christians. To be honest with you, you might find that offensive if you're a Christian. But I was, I was the person who was conversant. Like I, I was very good at reading scripture and breaking things down. I can bring up scriptures that churchgoers for decades never even bothered to pay attention to. You know, I'd break down the Bible in ways that even my own mother, she would be like, "Whoa, I, you know, I, I never looked at it this way. I never saw it this way." And I'm like, yeah, if you're taking the Bible seriously, then this is what you should be paying attention to. And this is what. Um, but she, as this diehard Christian, she had no real concept of the Bible. I mean, I was the kind of guy who, if I had the Bible, I wanted the Bible in the original translation. And, you know, I got the Sefer because I was one of the closer to the original translations. And you learn later, of course, you learn later that it was all bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you can take some scrolls with uh, images of, you know, different characters and translate that into an entire Bible. And 
you know, you read how the Bible was assembled and that it's not, you know, all this, you, you just, the more information you get, the more you realize that a lot of this stuff is just trash. And I'm not trying to put down the Bible or offend anybody, um, but these are hustles. <laughs> me being into the Bible made a lot of people money. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. I, I was real stupid. Uh but anyway, she had this kind of, she had this attitude towards me. And it's not like she was, she had a stink attitude, but she kind of had this attitude that was, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to go to Ohio and all of a sudden, like, you know, God's going to show you something or like, you know, it's almost as though you're being a sucker. You know, that's what she had. And, and, and. That was her demeanor, you know, and in my mind, I'm like, well, if you're somebody who's really into this God and Jesus and all this, this stuff, wouldn't you look into the deeper meaning of things? Wouldn't you, you know, if you had a dream of this sort, wouldn't you look into these things? Because we're a family, supposedly we're a family of dreamers, you know, she's one of those people who she's had a, a very storied dream life and Dreams are supposed to be important to her as well. So I especially thought that that would be the case. But she kind of had this mentality where it was like, you know, and she she didn't outwardly let me know this. But, of course, I can pick up on the subtle cues. And um, it was very interesting to me to see. But I also picked up on, and this might be a little dark, but... I realized that she she actually doesn't give a fuck about me. And it's not a it's not one of those, oh my mommy doesn't love me. Oh no. And you know, of course, there was a painful part of that and it doesn't hurt me in the way that it did at the time. But it it is important to understand that or it was important for me to understand that she didn't actually care about me as her son you know it was more so like for instance you might hear from your mom or you know a loved one and they'll say something like hey how are you and you'll say i'm not i'm not well and then they'll say well okay you know if you tell somebody that you're not well you can find out how much they care about you by their response um, some people will, will say, oh, I'm sorry. What can I do? If you say you don't know, some people will say, well, then I don't know what I can do or, you know, and that's what most people do. They'll just kind of, you know, cause if, if you ask me if I'm good, that's why I don't like having these conversations. Cause if you ask me, how are you? I'm not good. If I was to tell you, oh, I'm fine. I would be lying. And I think the majority of people were just used to this. You know, how you doing? I'm fine. Oh, you know, I'm getting by. Or you know, it is what it is. Whatever. Everybody just says, you know, they're fine. Uh, but you're not. And part of or what I thought part of working through this and getting to a, a kind of deeper understanding is actually saying, wait a second. No, I'm not fine. <laughs> No, things, this world is not fine. Things aren't going well here. This is not a normal place. No, I am not fine. Um, and your parent or your, your significant other, whoever, the, whoever it is, what do they do when they hear that? You know, do they say, oh, okay, well, what can I do or... I don't know what you can do. Okay. Uh, you know, and a lot of, a lot of people just kind of get stuck in that little place. Like, uh, or, you know, well, let me know if you, let me know if, if you, if you have something I can do or if, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a stupid kind of, I know the person's probably trying, but it's stupid to say, let me know because I would have let you know if there was something I thought you can, <laughs> you can do. Uh, but what do you do with that information? Do you just go back to your life 
And that's kind of how it was with my mother. She wanted to make sure I was eating. Uh, and what does that what does that mean? You know, did you eat? That that's her big question. How are you? Did you eat? What? <laughs> I used to be overweight. I used to eat too much. <laughs> I'm definitely not now. I'm I'm in great shape. I'm I'm actually in the best shape I've ever been in. But um, no, I I don't I don't need to eat. I need to feel better or understand the nature of my situation a bit bit more. And in Ohio, I discovered that. It it was always there, her, her kind of, she, you know, her lack of actually really giving a fuck. It was always there, but I always wrote it off. I said, no, that's my mother. She, she Of course she cares. She's my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? You kind of, you live in the vapors, but when you look back at the situation, you realize that it was always like that. Like there was always kind of a, a lack of actual care, you know, where it's kind of a going through the motions, uh, you know, and you can always tell when somebody cares about something. I can always, I can tell personally when you care about something. If you care about somebody, I know we're in a new day, <laughs> we're in a new age. But you don't just send them a text saying, hello, son, how are you? You know, if you or if you know they're going through something, that's not what you do. <laughs> you know, and I'm out here in Ohio and I'm every day that passes by, I'm getting more and more disheartened because I'm not getting this response from from God or the creator or nothing's falling into place. I'm just out here doing nothing going for walks every day, trying to bump into somebody or, you know, giving my money away and all this crap, looking for this deeper purpose, uh, reading, you know, my Bible, my Sefer every night and taking notes and highlighting and all this useless shit, <laughs> getting not even a response. And, you know, the thing I looked for then, I said, hey, what about a dream? You know, I had the dream telling me to come out here. Maybe there'll be another dream that will tell me what to do. No, certainly not. I had dreams, but no. <laughs> there was nothing telling me, hey, man, uh, this is what you're going to do. Or, you know, there was no clue or nothing. Absolutely nothing. For me to latch onto, uh, and it was a very tortuous. It was it was really a very painful situation. You know the level of abandonment you feel, <laughs> and compounded by all the other issues. I mean, I'm not gonna start complaining. I'm not gonna be here complaining about men men's issues, but men go through it. Okay. And I'm not just talking about men in general. I'm talking about there are select there are select few good men out here, and there are men. I don't even like to call myself a good man, but I'm a man who is introspective. I am looking for the deeper purpose behind life. You know, I believe in these karmic principles that apply to everybody else except me, <laughs> where. If you put good out, you'll get good back. Uh, you should treat people well, you know? And these are things that, looking at them now, it's like, oh, this is why you were a sucker for so long because this was pounded into your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm, so I'm that guy. I'm the good, you can call him the good fool uh, who's out here. And let me tell you, people like me suffer, 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 suffer. Okay, I'm not the typical man where it's like, oh, I'm a man and oh, this is, you know, men used to run the world. You know, I don't give a fuck about that. I'm, I'm a man out here looking for purpose and looking to understand the nature of what's going on in this world. Who has the, the best interest of those he cares about. You know, I, 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 I 
I hold their interests very dear to me. I, it is important to me to help those people I care about. Okay, that's the best way for me to put it. So I'm that guy, you know? It, and anybody who, who knows anything knows that that guy is stupid. <laughs> that guy is a retard. That's me. So out here in Ohio, I'm really going through it. And if you're, if you are trying to help your son, I'll give you an example. I'm not saying this is what my mother should have done, but there's a video on YouTube about a hikikomori or, you know, a socially outcast Japanese fella, right? And (laughs) he was... He was an outcast and he was going through his phase and he had an issue or disconnect with his mother. And his mother went and bought a book on how to connect with her son. Now, this might be silly to a lot of people, but to me, it shows the gesture of somebody who cares. You know, I've seen how my mom acts when she cares about something. When she cared about cooking classes, I've seen how... She came up with the energy and she did what she had to do to get to, to work and get to, to get to cooking class in college. And, and you know, this is, I, I don't know what it's called. You learn how to dress up the cakes and, you know, do all this like fancy stuff. And she was very talented. She made some some amazing, some amazing cakes, man. Let me tell you. Uh, that's a whole different story. But but, you know, you, you can tell when somebody has the passion, when they care about you. Or they care about something, they show, they exhibit that passion. I can tell you, I'm full of passion for the things I care about, easily, <laughs> uh, to my detriment almost. And so this this Japanese mother went and bought a book, and now that to me shows, okay, I don't just care about getting through the conversation of that I'm having with you, or just putting you in a box and saying, okay, this is who you are, and you know. I actually understand that I'm not reaching you and that we have a disconnect. And let me do some research. Let me read this book. Let me see what I can do so I can try to build the tools to connect with you. That is the example of somebody who uh, who cares. You know, and they improve their relationship and he's no longer in his situation. You know, and this is a YouTube, this is a relatively... Um, popular YouTube video. So I'm sure if you're in the sphere of social isolation and, you know, you've probably come across this, you know, the algorithm makes sure we all see the same shit. Trust me. So <laughs> this might even ring some bells for somebody uh, who's listening. If if people uh, in this social isolation circle are tuned into this podcast. Um, and these are the efforts that you you know my my mother just would not she could not be bothered with uh outside of the conversation the only thing she can tell me would be uh she has some pastor that she would like me to speak to or you know what i mean she would pawn me off uh, and it would boil down to some christian bullshit and uh she wouldn't actually take the time to you know i mean just it's such a simple gesture <laughs> uh, so and there are other things you know because it's not just like uh, she just didn't care about me now it's it's a, a body of work that would span our entire lifetime um, and it would be my refusal you know my stubbornness my refusal to see things as they are you know um, we have our ideals of relationships and family and it's important at times to put aside your ideals and see things uh, as they are. So I would say if, if I did learn anything for sure in Ohio, it would be that she never gave a shit. But even that I knew when I was in New York. You know, it's just a matter of allowing it to, allowing it to be more evident without my rose-tinted goggles. So, otherwise, in Cleveland, the food was pretty 
average. There was no soul. There's no soul in Cleveland. Where maybe in Ohio there is. You know, I, so I don't want to just say Ohio. But in Cleveland, there is no soul. The food is soulless. The water tastes like chalk. You have to buy. Like, I filter on my water here in Brooklyn. You have to buy filtered water or, you know, you have to buy clean water. You absolutely cannot use that water. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I showered in it. You know what I mean? But the water in, in Cleveland is whoa. I'm talking about it's like chalk. It is whatever they have to do to clean it up. It is bad. And I thought I thought Brooklyn water was chalky. Whoa. <laughs> uh the nightlife isn't really there is sort of a nightlife, but they're more of a sports town. You know, the big the big event is is football. Like there that's that's more so what gets the people of Cleveland going, uh, than I'll say the nightlife. Though there is. Uh, I wasn't caught up in any of that. Um, I mean, I wasn't even drinking. I wasn't doing anything of the sort. But there was nothing in Cleveland for me at all. And uh, I ended up leaving... I ended up leaving Cleveland in July, I think it was. So July of 2021... And I still had my lease on my apartment, but I wanted to leave so bad. I couldn't take it anymore. And, you know, I just felt so I, I, I was there for six, more than six months. And I couldn't take another second of the place. I had to, I just had to leave. I'd rather be miserable at home than miserable in Cleveland looking for God. <laughs> nothing, nothing happened. The whole time I was there, it was terrible. I will. So when I was leaving, I uh, of course told the building manager, "Yeah, I'm, I'm out." And they said, <laughs> "They said, hey, well, you got to pay. You know, you got to pay that rent. Like, you can't just head out." And you know, I got caught out there because when I first moved into the building, I was I did have the option to do month by month. But I had told I had such purpose, you know. I told myself, "No, I'm, I'm out here, you know, I'm out here looking for because it's a dream. <laughs> I'm out here looking for purpose, uh, so I'm going to be out here for as long as it takes until I find out what's going on." But no, by the time I was ready to go, I said, "You know what? I'm going to keep the part." I I left Cleveland. I still paid rent until the lease was done. <laughs> that's how bad I wanted to. That's how bad I wanted to go. I didn't even live in that apartment for half a year and paid rent for half a year on that apartment just so I can <laughs> I didn't even leave there I had, to, I had to get out so bad so I came back to um, I came back to Brooklyn and uh, yeah that's the story so I learned don't ever chase your dreams <laughs> Yeah, don't don't ever don't ever listen. So you know, uh, you know how they they say of the sayings because you know people have their fucking sayings, right? We all have our sayings. Chase your dreams, follow your dreams. No, don't ever do that. Don't do that. And honestly, who knows? They're they're you know I'm gonna put on my tinfoil hat as they would say. That's a saying, right? There could be some sort of dream manipulation going on in our lives. You know, where where our dreams are manipulated. It can be anything. I'm not going to say declaratively that it what it could be or what it isn't it could be a, a spell it could be a dream machine it could be anything i don't know so i'm not going to say it. i don't know and to be honest i don't give much of a fuck but i will tell you if anybody asks me i'll tell you don't ever chase your dreams <laughs> cuz i did and at the end of that road was suffering okay i wasn't just i was alone in ohio Alone in Cleveland, Ohio, out of place with the entire world. So imagine, I was already alone in Brooklyn. Before the pandemic, I was alone. My social interactions were at work. Okay, I didn't have I didn't have friends outside of work. I had a, one or two associates or you know acquaintances, 
but friends, I didn't have friends outside of work. Uh, work, I, the relationship I was in was somebody who I met at work. You know, so this is, it, I was already on my own. And when you start to learn more about the world, you kind of, it's a curse. You know, when, if you're one of those people who you want to know how the sausage is made, you, you know, you start to dig into what's really going on on this planet, why we're in the situation we're in and all this sort of crap, you're going to be alone. Okay. It's, it's a curse. Once you start peeling back the layers, you know, you're going to, you're going to see some shit. You're going to look to your friends and you're going to say, oh my God, this shit's going on. And they are not going to care. They don't have the balls to peel away the layers like you are. Okay. They're, and this goes for parents, family, loved ones, uh, friends, all of that. Trust me when I tell you, if you're listening to this and you have you have your friends and you're in a relationship, you have that, you do not want this life. You do not want, <laughs> you don't want to know how the sausage is made. You just want, you want to live in your bubble. Trust me. <laughs> so I learned don't ever chase your dreams. And also I got to say, if you really love yourself, you can't fuck with God. All right. I don't fuck with God anymore. And it's not like, oh, it's hurt me, hurt me. I don't fuck with nobody. <laughs> All right. It took me about 40 years to get that, to get to this, to, you know, to get to this point in my life. It took, you know, it took me a long time to get that. Uh, and it's funny because prayer has never, ever helped me in any situation. There are times where I was literally being abused and I would pray in front of my abuser. My father was a very abusive person. And it, there was this time where he was. You know, as usual, I, I, I won't get into what he was doing, but I prayed in front of him and this guy wigged out like he he almost beat the crap out of me because <laughs> I had the nerve to pray in front. That's how bad it was. I would I was praying like it, just to feel I can't even I'm almost without words. You, when you're a child and as a child, you have to what's going on, what's happening to you is so bad. That you're praying as it's happening to you. <laughs> you that's if you're trying to bring this so-called God to to you're trying to bring it to his attention, you're like, this is happening to me right now in real time. If there's any time prayer should work, it's and it it did the opposite. <laughs> so I don't I don't fuck with God. You know, and, and I'll tell you, I'll put it like this. <clears throat> I don't fuck with anybody who's not fucking with me. So if I'm with a bitch and she's not loyal, or let me clean that up. If I'm with a woman and she's not loyal, I'm not fucking with her. Okay? Because she's not, if she's not loyal, she's not respectful, she's not fucking with me. So I'm not fucking with her. So if we're looking at God, why would I fuck with God and he's not even there? <laughs> you know? Like, even God wouldn't fuck with God if that's how God was acting. You know what I mean? So you need to love yourself. And not, not as far as narcissism, but it's, it's kind of a self-respect thing. Uh, if, you, if you have a God and your God's not working, why are you respecting him? Why, why do you worship God? You just, oh, it's his. I don't know his ways. He just, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Like I remember the scripture. <laughs> right but it is it is a fallacy when you think about it logically it's stupid to mess with a god who doesn't actually help you who isn't actually there why would you you know it's just it doesn't make any sense what what is god even spirit that's why i don't like calling myself spiritual uh because spirituality is bullshit it's another label and it means a million different things to a million different people. You know, if this God, if this so-called God was here improving my life, giving me purpose, fine. But otherwise, God needs to fuck off because it, I mean, it's, it's what the so-called God is doing anyway, if he or it exists. You know, 
What is what is the soul even? I mean, these are questions that I think people need to start to ask themselves. Um, again, we, we're indoctrinated with these definitions and these meanings. But really, what is the soul? What is the soul? I'm conscious. I'm talking. Is a soul a feeling? Is it a proclivity? What is a, what is a soul exactly? You know, I grew up in a Christian household. I went to an Episcopalian church day school uh, for elementary. You know, as an adult, I can I was very well versed in the Bible. You know, I've forgotten things since then. I've thrown away all the Bibles and stuff. I don't have any kind of religious scripture in my domicile anymore. So, but I can hold a conversation about scripture that, like I said before, most Christians didn't even read. Um. So, you know, as it relates to God, fuck him. And he'll understand. I'll tell you one thing. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing. If there is a God, he will understand exactly where I'm coming from. He's not going to look back at me. He's not going to. If he can pull up the receipts, I'll say, yes, please do. Okay. I'm not the kind of person who, who, you know, they pull up receipts. and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, oops. That I'm like, no, let's please pull the receipts. Let's pull them all up. Let's let's pull them all up. I, I want to I will stand butt naked in front of God and have him expose me. Pull my receipts. And after he pulls the receipts, there is no way he is not going to understand that I told him he can fuck off. <laughs> he would not, there is no way. Hey, and I, I'll give you one better. There are things that I don't even remember, good and bad. There are things I don't even remember. And he can still pull all the receipts and he will still, there's no way. If there is a God, there is no way. He is not going to understand why I told him he can go fuck himself. <laughs> it is impossible. Impossible. Okay. And if he's the grand architect of our lives, then he has me in this headspace for a reason, right? So it should be okay. Fuck God. (laughs) Okay? And saying fuck God allows me to be in the perfect position to see the real God should it appear. So anyway... That's my story. Dreams and looking for God in Ohio. Don't go to Ohio. (laughs) 